This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Matt. We should start a speedway for mice. We could call it Rat Race. Listen, Pete. Just so you know, you're not doing too well. Been a bit crap, haven't you? What? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that hasn't seen each other for ten years and now kind of thinks that they might hate them. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we are here to talk about all my friends hate me. They sure do. One of the most interesting horror movies I've seen in a long time, I would say. I mean, horror is a kind of a stretch, but... Well, the it is technically a horror comedy. I guess like psychological horror. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that, wouldn't you? I would have to. Now that I've a, mentioned it. I have it. a whole degree around it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a big money it's man a, over here. Ooh, yeah. Why don't you I try own you. Why don't you try making a cup of coffee and see how you do? Oh, coffee's mud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways. All My Friends Hate Me came out in 2021. Yeah, it it was a very kind of like indie film, and it, it definitely still is. Yeah, it did. Um, I forgot how you and I found this previously, and by that, that I mean did. me. No, right. I found out about this movie. No, I'm pretty sure I told you about this movie. No, I'm pretty sure I told you about this or movie. Or did we both watch a Super Eye Patch Wolf that talked yes, about it? Exactly. Yes, that's where we, we found it. And then we came together mm-hmm. like, oh, I watched this before you, so yeah, now fuck I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, this movie came out in 2021. It was directed by Andrew Gaynard. Um, you have like five people in this film. What? You're chuckling over Gaynard? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude, Matt. Um, you have like five people in this movie, really. Uh, so you have Tom Storton, who plays your main character of Pete. Um, Charlie Clive, who plays his girlfriend Sonia. Yep. You have uh Georgina Campbell, who plays Fig. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband is Joshua McGuire, who plays George. Yep. You have Dustin Demery Burns, who plays Harry. And Antonia Clark, who plays Claire. Mm-hmm. And Graham Dixon, who plays Archie. Yes. And that's your entire cast. There you go. Yeah, there's that's other really... people where they're not as There's boring. like the old guy, yeah. Norman, I think. And that homeless guy that's shouting. That uh, could be any of Christopher them. Christopher Fairbank, who plays Norman, the old sure. man. yeah. Um. Anyways, what is this movie about? Mean spirited passive aggression. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um. Let's see what IMDb says. So oh, yeah. Pete is cautiously excited about reuniting with his college crew for a birthday weekend, but one by one, his friends slowly start to turn against him. He is being punished. He is paranoid, or he is, uh, in part of some kind of joke. Mm-hmm. And that's really like. I don't know. I don't know. Not I, don't, I, don't really, I don't really like that. No, because it doesn't account for how uncomfortable this movie is. Yes, this movie is very hard to watch at times, just because of like how awkward and like it does a really good job of you feeling like you're sitting in the room and watching this happening and just yeah. being uncomfortable at the fact that Pete is fucking fumbling. Yeah, constantly. Well, it's it's interesting too with like how this movie presents it because like is Pete just fumbling or his his friend group against him? Yeah, because that's like oh, often in the movie Pete's kind of like, did Harry say anything? Like, why is everybody being so mean to me? Why is yeah. everybody against me? And it's like, it becomes more this understanding of like, well, is it Pete or is it them? Yeah, and it does have like a very psychological thriller aspect to it in the terms of like, you know. Pete and um, 
Graham were, or George were talking in like the kitchen, and George mm-hmm. tells him that like, oh, Claire Kide tried to like kill herself. Yeah, because you went and did refugee work. Yeah, goddamn! If we have to hear about refugee work one more time in this movie. Um, well, we never really hear about it. Yeah, really? No, he keeps getting cut off. Well, no, but like he keeps bringing it up constantly. Yeah, but every time he brings it up, somebody interrupts him. Yeah, which, which is uh, funny. Which is fucked up in comparison to like what, like he's really proud of it. And yeah. It's like just nobody cares. But yeah, like, so we have that whole thing where it's like, oh, George tells um, him and then Pete's like, oh, I'm going to try and like pr- propose to my girlfriend, Sonia. Yeah. And, like, that just stays between both of them. And then, like, the next morning, it's like, oh, like, Claire left because she heard about the proposal. Mm-hmm. And, and and Pete's like, I didn't say anything. Did you say anything? And George is like, no, of course not. Yeah. So it's like, it's it happens often in this film where it's like you have those constant, like, back and forths of, like, you don't know who's telling the truth or not. Or did, like, something happen that wasn't shown on camera? Yeah. There's, like, consistent, like... I don't want to say Pete's, like, unreliable, but it's, like, almost that the cast around him makes him unreliable. Because, mm-hmm. like, something will happen, and it seems, like, pretty, like, normal or okay. I always think about that one where it's, like, Figs walking up the stairs, and yes. she's just, like, you're not doing very good. Yeah. And it's just, like, wow, that's fucking intense to be, like, oh, I'm just not being sociable enough. Yeah. Or, like... You're not fitting back in with everything. Yeah, because ultimately, too, that's what I take away from this movie is, like, that feeling of, like here's a bunch of people that you used to party with in college, but mm-hmm. then, like, you grew up. And it's, like, that feeling of, like, do I come back into this? Like, where do I fit back into this relationship? Yeah. Because you have, like, Archie, who's still, like, constantly using and partying. Mm-hmm. and like, But then everybody else seems pretty well-adjusted. Yeah, like, you know, Fig and George are married, and then, like... There's um, an artist. Yeah, so, like, everybody's more established, mm-hmm. and, like... Yeah, it is kind of like that uncomfortable feeling because it's like we all kind of have those situations where it's like, you know, we'll like have friends from like work and like when one of us leaves, then it's like, oh, you meet them like out in the open and it's like, oh, like it's an awkward or like friends that you haven't talked to in a while, like since high school. And it's like you see them again. It's like, is it going to be where it's like you can just pick right back up or is it going to be kind of like weird because you haven't seen each other in like years right and it's kind of that like adjustment period of like how much have you grown since then yeah do i still treat you as if like we were in high school or do we figure out who we are now yeah and this movie does a really good job of basically constantly putting pete back in this situation of like do I fit in? Do these people actually like me still? Or are they just wanting to fuck with me? Yeah, which is a cool kind of concept for a film. Mm-hmm. And and the reason that I say that this is like a horror movie is A, because of like the social standing for it. Of just like that constant anxiety of like, oh, how do you fit back in with like your former friends? Yeah, or uh, the overall plot of it, which is that like, is Harry actually doing something sinister? Yeah, like, is he fucking with him? But then two, I think this movie does like a really, really great job with like its soundtrack because there's a lot of points in the film where it's like, it's just very like mundane, like people are having like conversations like, I think about, like, when they're in the Jeep, mm-hmm. and it's, like, this, like, swelling of, like, a horror music, yeah. and it's, it really does show where it's, like, music can change the vibe of a scene so quickly. Yeah. Well, that's why I like the intro so much, because it's, like, him jamming out to fucking Malcolm McDowell, and it's, like, and then it's just that hard cut with the title card, it's, like, yeah. and it's, like, so sinister and, like, evil, and, like, 
it's oppressing and you're like wow this is this just took a hard turn yeah like kind of what the movie is because it's yeah. like there's so many points where it's like it kind of gets my hopes up because i'm like oh maybe they're okay maybe it's gonna be all right and then it's like boom something really awkward happens yeah. and it's like everybody's mad at pete and it's yeah. just like or pete's freaking out and it's like everybody's like whoa okay go away yeah even too with like the dream sequence with claire where it's like she hangs yeah, that herself cool. mm-hmm. that was cool and that's 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 a very horror movie-esque thing to do is like a yeah. dream sequence like that or i think about it too where it's like it's a very small part but like even when they're like driving up to like do the shooting mm-hmm it's like you have that whole mob of people there, and they're all like staring at yeah. Pete, and it's like that's pretty fucking intimidating. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that scene though, I always think about that one of like it, they just bring Pete out to like shoot guns for his birthday, and it's like Pete doesn't hit anything, and yeah. people are mad at him. I know, because <laughs> like George is like, it took a lot to arrange this, and it's like you know the ammo is not cheap, and it's like. Dude, like he just didn't hit anything. Yeah, I know. Like, like they, just be kind. they like fucking. They're like, oh, like you know, it took a lot of money and effort to do this, and like you could have at least like tried to hit something. And, and it's like, like that's like I think for myself, where it's like I just, I just don't know how to shoot. And he says that. Yeah. There's so many times where it's like Pete is like trying, and like you can really get behind him. But it's funny too because there's like other times where it's like he is kind of a dick. Yeah. Like he, like even too, I think about like closer to the ending where it's like he didn't really like learn much about them. Yeah, like he has no idea like what they even do for a living at this point. But I was thinking about that too because it's like I think about the beginning where it's like they're like, oh, no shop talk, like that's a drink. It's like it seems like he didn't really get the chance to ask them what they were doing. Yeah, because then they would have been upset with him because he's talking about work. Yeah, it's and like that, he just can't fucking win. And that's the thing too is that like between the music and like the dialogue of this, like it switches up so constantly that it like really confuses the viewer. Yeah, and it creates this cool kind of like concept where it's like you have no idea like what actually is real and what's not. Yeah, because even too where it's like when Harry gets up in the middle of the night like to see if everybody's asleep, and he um I mean Pete, yeah Pete, sorry um but Pete goes and like. Uh, sees Claire in her bed and she turns over and like her tits are out yeah and then like the next day when they like leave him and Harry and they're like walking and Harry brings up is like oh so you're spying on Claire and it's like Pete immediately gets defensive because he's like how the fuck would you know that and he's like nah I'm just kidding like I have no idea right and I think there's so much of that in this of like it's like mean spirited for the fact it's like it's just a joke like we're just fucking with you but Pete doesn't really take it that way. He takes yeah. it very seriously. Yeah, he really thinks that, like, they fucking hate him now. Yeah. And to an extent, like, that builds to the point where it's like he unleashes at the end. Of, oh, like, my God. The we'll get to that. Yeah, like, he unleashes to the end where it's like, yeah, they all do fucking hate him now. I feel like this movie, I was thinking about it when rewatching it. I feel like this movie does a really good job of, like, explaining, like, social anxiety and, like, generalized anxiety disorder of, like, that consistent feeling of unease of, yeah. like, are the people around? Do I feel comfortable around the people that I'm supposed to be friends with? And for most of this movie, like it's no. And like we were saying too, where it was like, is there like any point where something is kind of genuine or nice? I think literally just when like Sonia arrives and like Pete goes to bed and then like he gets up and goes downstairs and like uh, they play pool and he starts drinking and like yeah. all of them are like dressed like former Pete's. Yeah, like that's the only point that actually feels like it's 
genuine that they all are like hanging out and having a good time. And I like how stylistically they do that mm-hmm. because it's like slow mode and it's like there's music playing over it. And you don't hear the dialogue. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it could be really nice, but we don't know. Yeah. And it again, it fucks with you because it's like you you can't hear the dialogue. So you don't even know like how they're interacting. Right. Like they could be having a good time or it could just be another indication of like when Pete first arrived and it's like he thinks that he's having a good time but realistically all of them are like really annoyed with him yeah or I think about even too it's like the one in the pub where it's like uh, when Archie accuses Pete of like using all of his drugs yeah all of his cocaine yeah and then Harry's like ah it was me I spilled some and it's like it's kind of one of those moments like, wow, look at him. He's actually being nice. And then when him, he just walks by and he's like, yo, me one. And yeah. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, it can't like, just be just genuine. just can't win. And yeah, it's it's a really interesting way of showing that feeling of like, are they against me? Is it me? Mm-hmm. Because of course, like, yeah, with the ending, it's like that that opens up a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Do you have anything to say before that? or? Well, is there anything that you didn't like about this movie? Like, other than the fact that, like, this movie is so fucking awkward that you want to, like, bury your face into a pillow at points? Yeah, I mean, that. I mean that's what it's intended to do. So I actually yeah. appreciate the fact that it's like that. Uh, I don't know. Like, constructively? Eh. I think the movie is, like, well made. Yeah. I think, I think like, the scenes are really placed out well. Like, it's a 90-minute film, so it's, like... It right. really, it has like that room where it's like, it doesn't feel cramped, but it doesn't feel like it's dragging on for right. the story. And it's just somebody's birthday. So it's like, it's not like the most extravagant big thing ever. Like, I like the location, you know, like it seems fine. Oh, it's know. beautiful there. Yeah. It's just like a nice little like Scottish town. And yeah. It's a beautiful scenery. And then you and I were getting mixed up with men in this movie. Oh my God. I love that we felt that way. Cause yeah. it's like the house looks so similar to it. And it's like... Well, that uncomfortable scene is supposed to be at this point, right? And it's like, no, that's men. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, when do they go to the the pub? And then, like, a, a figure is, like, following them. And it's like, oh, no, wait, that's men. I got that confused, like, when Harry's running with the hatchet. Yeah. like That's a the, great scene, too. I know. Where it's, like, uh, confusing it with the scene in Men, where it's, like, that in the tunnel where that naked person's running. Yeah. But, yeah, I do like that scene where he's just, like running and just scares the shit out of Pete mm-hmm. thinking that he's going to fucking kill him. Yeah. So uh, let's get to the roast scene. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's rough. It, it is rough to get through. Uh, well, that's another part, too, I was thinking about where it's like when I th- like fake Pete says something and it's like the group is like, nah, that's, that's kind of that's too much. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only other part that I can think of where they actually kind of like defend Pete in some way. Yeah. But once again, it's like they're. They paid somebody to pretend to be him and say, like, all these, like, harsh things about him. Yeah, because, like, in their mind, they're, like, doing this as, like, a roast-type situation. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's that's fine to, like, prank him like that. But, like, he he's also at the point where it's, like, he really does think that, like, all of his friends hate him. Yeah. So it's, like, like had it been, like, a the whole time, like, they all were getting along then I feel like he would have been more at ease with this. But right. because the entire trip has just been like, hey, kind of like, fuck you every chance that they can get. It's like, okay, never mind. Like, he he's really, like, ready to explode. And he does at the yeah. roast scene. Yeah. Especially, too, like, when they, like, Harry starts going off and being like, oh, like, you don't know who I am? Right. And I like that, too, because it's like, with Pete's big fucking speech, it's like you you almost expect like vindication, like mm-hmm. for him to be like, for us as the viewers to be like, ah, this is the reason they're fucking with him. There's some yeah. truth behind this, some validity, and it's like, and then Harry's just like, no, I'm plank. 
Like, just some random fucking guy that they, like, fucked with in college. Yeah, where it's like he used to wear a wizard hat, which, like, looking back, watching this the second time around, it's like, yeah, when Pete goes and, like, goes through all of, like, Harry's stuff and finds the wizard hat, it's like, okay, that is supposed to be, like, uh, a moment of, like, okay, we now know who he is. Yeah, because it's very weird, like, when you first see it, you're like, that's just kind of odd. Why would he have that? Yeah. But it's supposed to tie into this idea of, like, Pete thinking that Harry's, like, homeless and, like... <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, yes, the the car does show up, and, mm-hmm. like, that part is kind of confusing in the fact of, like, well, why would the car be there? Right. And it's like, when he's having the dream, he can hear the dog barking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, obviously, that is him, but then... Later on, he drives down the road and sees that the car is, like, in the same spot right. it was. And that's that's one of those, like, unreliable moments to see if it's actually true or not. Yeah, this this movie al- almost reminds me of, like, Horse Girl. I don't know if you ever saw that yeah. movie. Where it's, like, it it's constantly throwing things at you to try and, like, deceive the viewer of what is going on. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of, like, muddy it up at that point where it's, like, you... It, nothing makes sense like not like shit like that isn't resolved with like the homeless guy yeah like i think about it too where it's like it's like with the way i would describe this it's like it's american psycho but like in the view of like the victim yeah <laughs> it's so, like did he get killed did yeah. he not and it's like that's how this movie is it's like are they fucking with him or are they not yeah and then too like you know Again, with the rose scene, it's, like, the uncomfortableness when, like, Pete tells the whole story about, like, how he used to fuck with, like, the neighbor girl. Yeah, and then she died. Yeah, and, yeah. and then it, it becomes this point of, like, everybody is, like, oh, no, this is Plank. And yeah. he just admitted this whole thing that, like, makes him again look like more of a dick than he's trying to be. Right, I know. <laughs> and then he gets pissed off at Harry and then throws the lamp at him. Yeah, I also think about the like the last last scene of them. The I car. love the last scene I do with too. him and Sonia. It's it speaks to so much of like what this movie's about. Exactly, because like you have the point where it's like Pete is kind of defeated and he understands that he like fucked up and he's like, hey, listen, like I would understand if like you don't want to marry me or like be together. And she's like, no. And then it stays quiet for like thirty seconds. And she's yeah. like, no, I'm just fucking with you. Like, of course I'll marry you. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you get this awesome last moment where. Sonia's face like stops smiling and it goes like stone cold again and she's like you know the problem is with you Pete is you can't take a fucking joke yeah and then it ends and it leaves you on like this kind of like cliffhanger of like is she fucking with him of actually wanting to be together right or is like she fucking with him of like oh like you know you're not that bad like let's still be together and that's the entire fucking movie is this fucking theme of who's in the wrong. Like, who right. is the actual bad guy in this? Yeah, and I like the fact, too, where it's like, you can see Pete's face of, like, confusion and worry to be yeah. like, oh my god, is this... Is she fucking with me? Or, which I interpret it as as well, as, like, that feeling of, like, oh god, is this the person I'm gonna marry and spend my life with if she's gonna continue to put me down like this? And it's like, that's a pretty scary feeling. Yeah, but see, like, I... I kind of interpreted it as like no she's obviously not gonna stay with him like she's just fucking with him once yeah, again i know and that's also terrible but it, yeah. of course like you're saying it goes back to that idea of like well was this whole movie them fucking with him yeah and he didn't take the joke or is it that it's actually mean-spirited yeah i mm. I think that it was supposed to all be taken as a joke. Like, even them being, like, you're not doing too good mm-hmm. was them just, like, kind of luring him in this salt, this uh, false sense of, like, 
you're not like us anymore. Right. But I think it's going, it kind of goes back to that point. Cause it's like the expectation that they have is like for Pete to be like, Oh my God, this is so funny. Like I'm having such a great time. Yeah. But like Pete as a character is like, he doesn't align with that anymore, which I think is great casting too. Yeah. For like, um, what was it? Like Tom Stoughton. Yeah, that, sure. That plays him that like, it just, it literally feels like he is this kind of like punching bag of a character. He reminds me of, um, you know, like when like coffee mania, yeah. Like when Coffee Kingston was like when people were like talking at coffee and he had that kind of like sour face, like mm-hmm. mm, like Pete's really good at that of yeah. like just looking like confused and worried. Yeah. And then too, like the great themes about this thing, about like being forgotten, like feeling like all of your your memories about your past like not past life, but like the past few years that you've had, like yeah. are a complete lie. Right. It's like growing up and like becoming your own person you know like and losing friends or like what relationships mean when you're older yeah and then the anxiety of like are you your own worst enemy yeah so i think this movie's fun i think it's it's one of those ones that's like nobody's gonna really like pay attention to or know about but like it's a very unique film and i Mm -hmm. think that that was what drew me to this originally was that like this isn't the best film ever made but but it's an interesting concept with like a lot of fun music and a lot of fun like storytelling to it. So for that I give it seven and a half. Um let's go with the the uh the herbal pills. Ah you bitch. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. God damn it. I gotta start thinking of backups when you yeah. steal the things <laughs> I'm gonna say. Well we can do the same one. It's uh, fine. Yeah I know but like yeah I, I, I agree with you very much on that where it's like it's not like amazing but I do like the idea of like how it's able to produce the feeling of uncomfortability yeah and how it does a really good job of kind of leading you in this place of saying you know like who's to blame yeah so for that I'll give it um eight sandstorm <laughs> out of ten yeah there you go there you go um also fucking Harry's entrance was fucking great when with he like goose. shows up with the goose <laughs> yeah I know yeah it's really well, I like that part too where it's like when George walks in and he's just like oh that was a joke you're not supposed to be here yeah it's like it immediately sets the f- the tone of like oh god yeah like <laughs> that's fucking great or yeah. Archie that was Archie no it was George it was Archie it was George it was Archie it was George that it walked was in. Archie that first walked in I was like hey no. mate you're not supposed to be here it was George Go to hell. Dude, I will put Somebody money on this. go and rewatch it and then let us know who's right. It was George. Loser has to take a mud bath in tar. Oh, okay. Well that's not a mud bath then, dickhead. It's tar a bath. Tar bath, you dumbo. Yeah, well you tar a tar. It's like asphalt. That was like dinosaur bones. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what the dinosaurs died in was tar. <laughs> that's what the dinosaurs want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> they just want you to believe. Big dino over here telling you lies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, Zach, that's that. Tell me what you want people to be exposed to. Um. So. Obviously, now that I haven't been playing Boulder's Gate, um, ah, fuck, that's a bullshit lie. Well, I, I restarted again today. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, yeah, there but, we go. Like that's it's not going to take up my life again. Um, uh huh. And uh-huh. I finished the D and D terrain stuff, so like I have a little bit more free time now. So the other day, I was actually watching on Netflix. Um, there's a couple, like I believe there's four. There's four really cool shorts that were made by Wes Anderson. Okay. That I checked out. Um. And they're, like, really fun. Like, there's there's one called Poison, um, which stars Benedict Cumberbatch. 
I wanted to say Benedict Cumberbottom. Dude, it's so hard to say his name normally. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say Benedict Cumberbottom so yeah, badly. Yeah, Benadryl Cumberbum. Yeah, um, Poison, where it's like he's he's in Africa and he's going to sleep and there's a poisonous snake that like falls asleep on his stomach. Oh, okay. And it's just 17 minutes of like him and like his friend and a doctor trying to get like the snake off of him just to be woken up and shown that the snake had left like hours ago. Interesting. Um, there's one called The Rat Catcher, which is really fun, that stars uh, Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes? Ralph Fiennes? Fiennes? Nobody really... Ralph Fiennes? I don't know if anybody really knows how... Voldemort. I don't know if anybody (laughs) actually knows how to pronounce his name properly. Ralph Um, Fiennes? That sounds right. Yeah, where he's the rat catcher. Okay. And it does, like, this whole, like, thing of um, him trying to, like, stop, like, this infestation of rats and actually, like, dueling with one. (laughs) Okay. Um, There's another one called The Swan that I haven't checked out yet uh but the best one in my opinion because all of these are like 17 minutes long um the best one in my opinion was the wonderful story of henry sugar okay uh which is 37 minutes long and again it follows benedict cumberbatch playing henry sugar and being at this party and he finds out that like there's he he reads like this book that tells of a story of a man that had spent time with, um, not a monk, but like a uh, a yogi, okay, um, and learned the ability to, for him at least, like see without being able to see. Like he could like do these uh, techniques every day and train his mind to like quiet itself and then actually be able to see without using his eyes. Okay, and then the story follows where like Henry Sugar takes this idea and then is able to use it to count cards ah, at a casino cool. mm-hmm. and then gets bored of the fact that like he can do this and has money so he does it and then gives it away to charity oh, well, which strange. yeah like that one to me like is really really it's fun very nice like, for wes anderson yeah but like it's it's fun because like the style of all of them oh, Wes craven Wes Anderson. Is it Wes Anderson? It's Wes Anderson. I thought you said Wes Craven. No. Um, it would oh, be then a that very different story then. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's it's really cool because like again, like Wes Anderson does it so well where it's like all of the um like the props and the scenery are literally like handmade and it's like it'll be where like there's the scene and then like it folds out like you would at a play mm. and then it forms a new one and like it'll be like the library door and he literally opens the door and goes through it that's cool and it's like it's so fun like even too where it's like like the yogi part where it's like oh he levitated and it literally is the actor like getting up for a second and turning the box that he was sitting on so it matches the background to make <laughs> it look like he's levitating that's funny it feels all like very much like play aspect and mm-hmm. i really like that not to mention too i also really like what wes anderson does yep so if you're a wes anderson fan um i definitely recommend checking these out because like they are little shorts and like you can get through all of them in like like an hour and a half. Yeah. So it kind of feels like a like a full movie. Cool. And some of them kind of correlate together. Like Poison is still like Henry Sugar. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Swan yet. I haven't checked that one out. But like they're really just fun. Cool. Okay. So that's uh that's that. Matt, what are we doing next? Oh, exactly. What? <laughs> what is exactly? Yeah. Go ahead. Keep oh. keep up this accent. See if you can oh. really do it. No. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about movies that hit a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a little vulnerable. We're going to talk about movies that like you watch and you're like, ooh, this is about me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Uh, stay tuned. Check it out. Listen. Smash that button. I don't fucking know. Don't okay. make, don't make that face. All right. So Zach, this um, this podcast is just it's just sitting in the room, drinking, watching soccer on its on its phone because everybody is out and waiting, getting blankets on, taking a nap. Mm-hmm. It woke up and then we walked in and we're like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. So let's wrap it up. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Matt, just to let you know. You aren't doing too well.